Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. Long division sure comes in handy. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. Just say no to family values. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to Wax Poetic. I'm one of your co-hosts today, three of us. I'm one of them, Pamela Bentley. I'm another one of them, Kevin Spenced. And I'm another, R.C. Weslowski. This is a first. It is. With all of us ah, together. We three meet yes. again in sleet and rain and snow. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so nice. I haven't, uh, I've heard you co-host with Pam, but uh, haven't co-hosted with you, Kevin. No, and I've been on the show before. Yes. Way back when. So. And I wasn't there, so it was just the two of you. I think I was on twice. I think I was on three years ago. We were going on tour. You. you were just about to go on yeah, tour. Yeah, three years ago with both of you. And then the other time, Pam, you were on your scooter. My scooter got There's stolen scooter just problem. before I was going to fly to London. Yeah. And I had to talk to the police instead of coming to do the show. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Sorry to bring up those bad. Yeah, well, that's bad. okay. I got it back. Oh. <laughs> I got it back eventually. Good. So, yeah. Uh, so we today are doing uh, another uh, CD tickled trunk show. And uh, this is a, it's even more interesting because Kevin's uh, so well known and has so connected to all sorts of different other poets that Pam, at least certainly I'm not, uh, we've had as guests, but not always like friends with and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, and you've picked some uh, people that we're going to listen to and uh, talk about their poems afterward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we're going to start off with two poems, one by Alina Johnson, something about umbrellas, which I thought you'd like um, in Vancouver, and a poem by Catherine Owen, and we'll talk about them after. Umbrella by the Dumpster at Night O short-stringed kite of the underworld, O flightless black moth, O crumpled cage of the rainless, O question mark of the masses, O hustler at doorways and bus stops, O dance of the tall and hatless, O fallen perfect arches, O gaunt fashionista sterile hydrangea shake of muddy dog, O broken sky. The social net as Sturm und Drang. The ad infinitum unreeling of stuff and stuff and stuff. Everyday dreck of John does this and Jenny does that. How much must you attend it? You must nothing, in fact, but breathe in and out like a sexed machine and make sure the cats have agua, the heliotrope light. Sure, a few shekels may be required to sustain your pizza habit, your hunger for composing poems, but simplify. Suck out the cellulite in your methods. Go undercover as yourself. 
told many times there is only this moment, embossing memes of it on every virtual wall with rainbows and posies will not, in itself, make you stop to sniff the delirium. Cut out the cant, the rot of ya and yar, and is anybody out there, please? I just posted a photo of my loneliness. Be alone in feline composure. Think thoughts wrapped in fur, doze elongated or splayed. Quell the torture of must and should. There, I have given you your mantras. I frenetically scribbling this opus to absolve everything. Sanctus Mundi, Fresca Vivendi, Buon Giorno Tristessa, Hallelujah again. So that was Alina Johnson's Umbrella by a Dumpster at Night and Catherine Owens' The Social Net as Dorm und Drang. And I love those two poems for the way they contrast each other so nicely. Alina Johnson's kind of quiet poetics and uh, her meditation on an umbrella broken down by a dumpster, a sight we have seen so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just looks at it and interprets it in a number of very different, beautiful, clever ways. And then Catherine Owens, a uh, much more uh, bombastic poem, uh, thinking about social media and the social net as Sturm und Drang. And uh, they're both wonderful poets uh, with a very different sensibility. Um, Alina, of course, um, who was on Wax Poetic some time back. Earlier this year, I think, or earlier in uh, 2016. Um, we had uh, had them on. I think it may have even been longer. Might have been. Ago. I can't remember. We just, you know, like, and who knows what time is? <laughs> yeah, who does? I don't really? know. He's a tickle trunk. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, there is tickle trunk. There is no time. We don't know. Kevin, I was wondering, are you an umbrella person? Do you have an umbrella? Or I have had umbrellas, and I've seen them destroyed in so many different ways mm-hmm. that um, I. I have a couple spares for guests mostly or if I'm with somebody but well some time back I invested in a in a really nice rain jacket yeah and now I live umbrella free and a, ha- a lot happier well I wondered that because you cycle a lot because I used to pass you yeah. or you used to pass me yeah uh, when I was walking to work on the viaduct and you were always on your bike and yeah. so I figured you're probably a rain gear person rather than an umbrella yeah person. And I had a horrible um, old old rain jacket that I bought at uh, sports junkies for I think twenty dollars or something mm-hmm. and when that fell apart completely <laughs> I bought it second hand I invested in a very nice, fashionable, yeah. um, Scandinavian rain jacket. Oh, you got the gear. That, yeah. So when now. When I first moved here, everybody said, it's just because you don't have the gear yet. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I've moved to a place where you don't wear clothes, you wear gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I just don't care. I just kind of decided to have a different attitude towards the rain and yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's raining. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> do you, do you, I'm, I'm more of an umbrella person because yeah. I don't like. Hoods over my head. I don't. I just kind of get uncomfortable with that. Yeah. So, how many umbrellas do you think you've gone through in your life? In my life, oh, yeah. probably. I bet around fifty. 
did you just did you ah discard any of them near a dumpster? maybe, yeah. i think that's the one that alina was actually writing about. probably. i thought you recognized it. you did yeah bits of it that's what was left after beating the rats. yeah yeah that's a good rat beater so you should call them rats. rat beaters. beaters um what uh what are we going to hear next? oh next up we've got uh rob taylor a poem that's on the amazing poetry website the maynard question well you while you're looking i'll just remind people that uh you're listening to wax poetic here on co-op radio cfro 100.5 fm and it is a historical program this time because we have all three of the co-hosts in studio myself pam bentley and uh, kevin spence and it's also outside of time it is (laughs) i love living outside of time with you too so next is rob taylor's poem chilcotin all right here we go in the south chilcotins a pine sunk in a shallow wind-rocked lake its needles dead and drifted down blast shadow branches swaying in the muck convincingly as if it might be you submerged and peering up Remember when you thought you knew a something or two of love? You did. You do. Mixtape. He collects his friends' broken Walkmans and builds a flying machine out of them. Straps in and launches from his rooftop in the fading light just after the crows have passed. These are the controls. Rewind, fast forward, play and stop. All other variables are left to the music, old mixes from friends. One of the tape's ribbon is wrinkled in places from a recent unspooling. It murmurs and crackles, but it still lifts the rickety machine. Another tape contains, in the last empty minutes, rainfall, a train in the distance. Someone says something he strains to hear. At this particular height, the landscape is toy-like. A miniature model, despite what all hell he has been through down there. The blue eyes of backyard swimming pools, a soccer field like a green diary locked. What all hell. He coasts for a while in silence just above the streetlights after the last tape clicks to its end, lifted by something approaching grace. That was Raul Fernandez's mixtape. I love it. Yeah. I love just listening to his voice. Yeah. And then the rain and the... The rain sounds are always pretty cool, too. I dig that. Mixtape. Raul Fernandez, Falling Rain. It's all very romantic. Were you? Do you make mixtapes? Did you do that? I did. I I still have mixtapes that people made for me in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Like the, the, the tape cassette player in my vehicle works and the CD player no longer does. Oh, okay. So I still listen to some of them mm-hmm. and they're wonderful. And, and then I have some CDs too that uh, people made for me. Mm. <laughs> if you've ever seen Avenue Q, there's a song about mixed tapes, but they have a CD, right? And then okay. she's like looking at the mixtape. Does he like me? Does he not like me? Sure. You know, like what, what, like the mixtapes are, are always there. like, what songs are on there? What does that mean? Oh, you've got a friend in me. Oh, you know, and like back and forth. <laughs> sure. I've totally had that experience. What's Avenue Q? 
um it's ah it's sort of like sesame street for adults. there's actually puppets having sex in the middle of it. i think i'm kind of damaged now from seeing that. oh wow. that was a bit weird for me. i don't know why it was so weird, but it was weird. naked puppets like to humans. like the sesame street puppets, so there's humans doing but yeah so kind of um but the mix America? I was going to say, like I was trying to remember Team America. It's not marionettes. Marionette it's like sex. Sesame Street puppets, you know, oh, where the person okay. is walking along with the puppet. Oh. It's it's brilliantly done, and it's quite funny. Um, but, yes, yeah, so mm. there's a mixtape thing in there, and, and it does lead to the puppet sex. So it was, it was successful. Raul Fernandez and puppet sex. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't think he knew that that would... You never uh, know what's going to come out of the tickle chunk. Maybe we should just right. move along to the next selection. <laughs> sure. Shall we? <laughs> Uh, so you picked something from uh, Yonina Lynn Curtin off of a show that uh, from a show I organized wow. called Mash Poetics. And uh, do you know what uh, album it was from that uh, we are? Iron Maiden. Oh, seriously. Yeah. But she's bringing in her own poem. So oh, we don't absolutely. hear her interpreting uh, yeah, yeah. Iron Maiden. One, well, and but, you guys uh, are both metal guys, aren't you? <laughs> so this is... Uh, this is going to be good. Um, oh, yeah. Run to the hills. Okay. That's what I thought. Oh, oh, here we go. And we can talk a little bit more after. Hello. That's funny. are behind me. Be still, they say. Watch and listen. You are the result of the love of thousands. So the poem is titled The Holy Hunger. My Homelco lover brushes his long, straight, black hair along my naked body. My drum belly pulsates as the songs of his ancestors, my ancestors, and the music of the Métis merge. His horsehair bow against my body, how my fiddle brain vib—pardon me—how my fiddle frame vibrates, and from my throat I quiver. He is not my first native lover. For years I sought my culture through their scent. Musky, it merges with mine, and together we summon the memories my grandmother tried to suppress as her mind ran to the hills. Our genetic scaffolding denied but not lost. The molecular residue unsettled by my holy hunger for the truth. My English grandfather was also Cree, Sakani, and English Métis. And my French grandmother, Chippewa, Sioux, Ojibwe, a French Métis. For so long I sought her memories in his Coast Salish body, a half-breed and an urban Indian lost in this rainforest city our ancestral lands miles apart, but still we found solace in each other. That tender act, the brushing of his hair along my body, rare, for I was his booty call. (laughs) I know you're shocked, right? Thank <laughs> you. 
am his booty call, the one he calls once finished playing pool at joe's cafe. once together we move across the territories of each other's flesh unclaimed we evoke memories of ceremony our powwows stand a place our fingers dance even so his calls for a little sex therapy come late but i never say no when he says you 50 cent pieces always marry white guys when we're there um, <laughs> i remain quiet will not say how much i want to claim him afraid my need my loss of culture will only further colonize us both. She burns sage at the root of her favorite tree and calls herself priest. While in town, they call her slut and worse because she dares to love who and what and where she wants. On the nights of the full moon, the men and the women of the small town come out and they circle her stucco walls. There's something in there that they need. And over there in front of the white church, on the green, green lawn, right under the nose of the fat pastor, she dances without bending a blade of grass. God finds her agreeable. And over there in front of the frat house, two men kiss. And the dangerous drunken boys inside see it and decide to do nothing this time. And that's a start. Two have begun to feel comfortable making public their own sacrament of the infinite. And my grandmother sniffs, elderly is such a spindly word. The legs of that word do not begin to support me. She traded in her electric typewriter two years ago for a laptop and writes the definitive poetry of our age between the innings of Cubs games. She will not stop smoking, ever. Swears that if she gets to heaven to find that the clouds are posted, she'll find another place to light up. Friends, the arms of God are nearly endless. But there you hang out at the end of one of them like a finger on a vast hand. And all that's asked of you is that you touch the earth and take what you feel back to the heart. So, make a living. Make a life. Make love. Make art. Adorn this world with the work of your soul. But do it yourself. Because no one will do it for you. And that is Tony Brown out of Worcester, Massachusetts. And his poem, it's entitled DIY, which stands for Do It Yourself. And uh, that was following Yonina Lynn Curtin's piece, which I don't know what the title was, but they wrote it uh, inspired by the Iron Maiden song, Run to the Hills, uh, because Yonina was part of the Mash Poetics show that featured Iron Maiden's number of the Beast album. That was a great poem. Yeah. And then, so Kevin picked that one, and then you picked this one, and we just ran them back to back, and not realizing that the beginning of the one that we just heard, the DIY, was Some just such a great yeah. match there for the, the, you know, the lover and the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the thing that he says near the end is so important these days, I think, that we have to make art. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, and, and one of the reasons I thought of that, not necessarily, well, that poem, but Tony himself, is that uh, he's, um, 
he's half he's 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 a 50 cent as as Yonina would or was said in her poem like he's half and half mm-hmm. um half uh half native half for half indigenous and half uh italian i think uh, from his family huh. and um and his father went through residential schools and was in the army in the united states and uh and the trumpness of things right now has really affected him and uh, I think he's even got, he's working on a larger uh, long poem or manuscript called The White Papers. And just in response to all this stuff um, that's been going on and throughout his life. So um, I just thought, I felt like that was something to play. Anyway, and it was neat that it did tie in mm-hmm. with uh, Yonina's mm-hmm. uh, content too. Really, I mean, like back to back, it was great. Yeah, and Yonina's half Icelandic, yeah, half and uh, tea, yeah. which is half, half French yeah. and half French. Yeah, <laughs> so it's quite uh, quite the mix. Yeah, that also makes me think of one of the tracks I have from the CD here um, by Robert Mirabal called "Indians, Indians." He's from um, the the pueblo in Taos. And uh, the track is called Theo's Dream. My uncle Theo and I rode down the same dusty reservation road on the same reservation truck, being chased by the same old reservation dogs for as long as I can remember, going to the old cornfields. It was in the spring and all the Indians and the neighboring Mexican farmers were getting ready for a planting. Many of them were burning last year's dead crops and cleaning the fields for the plowing. And the never-ending Pueblo River raged on dark brown. Cottonwood trees were swept, floating down through the Pueblo. It was a beautiful, beautiful spring runoff and brown trout munched fresh wintry worms. Theo had been in Vietnam in 1971. He was gone one spring morning and was back home in the winter. With an honorable discharge and a leg missing, and he always felt useless. You are wondering where I've gone. I have become a soldier. In greens and gray, holding a gun, another for the slaughter. Wherever I go, you are with me. Your kisses are in my blood. Whatever I do, you do with me. Your kisses are in my blood. Uncle Theo told me that the enemy looked like us, and that he didn't get hurt by them, but by his sergeant who they say was in the Ku Klux Klan somewhere in Alabama. And all those poor soldiers went in as Americans, fighting for the red, white, and blue. But America has never really had any true common goals kill one another because still white boys hated black boys the Italians hated the Jews the Chicanos hated the Chinese boys and down the line it went and the Indians hated them all because all of them came from another country and killed these people and they were doing the same yet in another country and the memories of hate remained you are wondering Whatever I do, you do with me. Your kisses 
gone by, but the field burnings and rage in spring runoff remind him of Vietnam. He sat quietly in the truck as I drove past the greenery and across the American steel bridge. He just stared at the fading, dusty, grayish fence lines to the cornfields. Theo turned the radio on, opened the truck door, adjusted his artificial leg and stared down the watery fields as they reflected the Indian sunset. Frybread dogs rhymed the bark, and the pictures in his mind begin. The movie begins in his mind as I channel water from seeds of sweet blue corn patches to white corn patches to pumpkin and beans and chili and in rows they will all stand like soldiers facing the unknown in rows they will all stand like soldiers facing the unknown as they wait so peacefully for the unknown as they die and burn again and again and will birth them all You are wondering where I've gone. I've become a soldier in greens and gray holding a gun, another for the slaughter. And wherever I go, you are with me. Your kisses are in my blood. And whatever I do, you do with me. Your kisses, your kisses will be forever in my blood. I don't think I got the solution, and I'm going to write to my congressman and start asking her to get to work on a new bill. Because you see, the people are the problem. There be six billion of us down here. Six billion of us eating, drinking, burping, farting, and fucking. And the ways I see it, heaven be starving for souls. The devil's been having a heyday and taking people like there's no tomorrow, and we's helping him along. We be executing criminals, killing terrorists, rapists, murderers, and drug dealers. Now, why we be doing that? I mean, are we supposed to be trying to keep people from going to hell, and then we execute the real bad sinners? We be filling up the devil's army with people that already knows how to kill. So when Armageddon comes, he be having a whole bunch of soldiers, downright mean asses, they be ready to kick some ass. Now the other day I was reading about them their abortion doctors getting harassed and intimidated by my brothers and sisters in Christ and I was surprised that my brothers and sisters in Christ wants to stop abortion. Stop abortion? Now why on earth do they want to do that? I mean the ways I see it then their babies and their mama's womb they be without sin. And the ways I see it, when them their doctors suck them young, sinless souls out of their mama's womb, they going straight to heaven, enlisting in God's army, jumping into God's boot camp. So it started me a-thinking. Instead of protesting Planned Parenthood, we should be filling out the paperwork for them. Going into middle schools and telling 13-year-olds that getting pregnant ain't such a bad thing. And then setting up abortion clinics on every corner. Meet a guy at the bar, sleep with him without protection, get it taken care of right next door. Send your baby to God's boot camp. You know, my reverend be swearing that God's boot camp is a whole bunch nicer than Camp Pendleton. I mean, God's probably a pretty good cook and all, and certainly the chow's got to be better than them their MREs, because there's six billion of us down here, and most of us have been drafted by the devil. So God's army needs a little help, some new recruits. 
We need to keep in mind we're in the middle of the war. Remember, God said, All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth and right to them that find knowledge. That was God's Army by Don McIver, a persona poem. <laughs> and um, R.C., you know Don McIver. I do. And he put together this CD, and it goes with the, the book uh, Bigger Boat, which was um, about the rise of the spoken word and poetry slam seen in Albuquerque, New Mexicanals. Mm-hmm. And Don has his own radio show in Albuquerque, and it's a poetry show. And I I want to say high on words, but I don't know if that is what it's actually called. But um, anyhow, he's got his own uh, radio program, too, down in, uh, in Albuquerque. So it's cool that we played one of his pieces then. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we really have any more time. Wow, that flew by. It flew by. Well, time time gets lost in the tickle trap. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm telling you. You never know what day it is that you're listening to Wax Poetic. So we've had three co-hosts here today. I'm Pamela Bentley. I'm Kevin Spenced. I'm R.C. Weslowski. Thanks for listening to Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what?